Now, the Bible is the most important book in history. Teaching kids the Bible is most successful when woven into their experience. Today, she's no stranger to us, just an amazing woman of God. We have Rachel Ruth Wright back with us. Rachel Ruth Wright was born and reared in Raleigh, North Carolina, the daughter of Anne Graham Lotz and granddaughter of Billy Graham. She's married to Stephen Wright, a high school football coach, and now has three daughters. Her passion for leading children to Jesus and getting them into God's word has compelled her to lead monthly missions chapel at her children's school, to teach middle school children at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Coaches Camp, and help to inspire her mother's first children's book, Heaven, God's Promise for Me. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers and professionals from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Welcome back to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Rachel. It's so good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. And I'm so excited to talk about this topic today because as we focus on building faith in our family, I think it's so important for us to know how to bring the Bible come alive to our children. And I know this is your lane and we're going to have so much to talk about. So I'm just going to jump right in. So Tell me, Rachel, how, what do you think, how can we include the Bible in our children's everyday experience? I mean, there are so many ways. It is. It was a goal of mine when my daughters were born. In fact, when Belle, who's my oldest, when she was born, she's 19 now, mm-hmm. but, but when, when I was in the hospital holding her after she had just been born, I shared the gospel with her right away. Right, I, I remember. And so every second, I'm always trying, I was always trying to think, how can I share, you know, with my kids? And so we always talked about Bible stories with the Mm -hmm. girls. I always was trying to, even if I was driving in the car, in fact, I remember this one time we were driving, the girls were little and I started to tell them this story because we had a ways to drive. And, and I was like, there was once this beautiful woman and she had to go with all these women together. And, and the King was wanting to pick, you know, someone to marry and had, and so I, anyhow, told the whole story of Esther Mm -hmm. and told them at the end of it, I was like, and that was Queen Esther. And they're like, mom, what? I mean, they were just so excited because they got so wrapped up in this beautiful woman that, you know, saved all of God's people. And, um, and so I tried to always tell them scriptures, tell, tell them stories, but I, mean, I never wanted it to be where, all right, sit down. I'm going to tell you the story. Okay, now go to bed. You know, I wanted it to be relevant all the time. You know, mm. when they're going to school, where they come home, when we're driving somewhere, and just always bring up um, different, you know, Bible stories or something that related to what we were going through. And so, I mean, I've got 50 examples, but, um, <laughs> you know, just, I think it's so important that, that it's not just this one set time that we right. should you know, with our kids when it's devotions before they go to bed, but it's, we're thinking about it all the time, you know, during the day and uh, any time, you know, crisis or good times or whatever. I was always sharing scripture. And I think it's important to do that. 
Yeah, I love that. And you made it in a way whereby it's just like animated and, you know, mm-hmm. suspenseful and really makes someone eager to want to know more. Now, how can we, you know, how else can we include the Bible in our children's everyday experiences? You know, I love that you said it's just not a sit down thing where we do our devotion. Um And you mentioned about driving, you know, to school or back from school. How else, you know, can we include the Bible? Well, uh, one thing we did, actually growing up, my parents did with us and my mom's grandparents did with her was we had this game. It was actually called Spit in the Ocean. <laughs> I don't even know why. It was called, <laughs> it's like a funny name. But where we would have to write down as many names that we could think of in the Bible that start with the letter A, you know, and then we'd see who had the longest list. And sometimes my dad would just make up names. <laughs> yeah. Hezekalala. <laughs> so, you know, something that's not, we're like, no, that's not actually in the Bible. But, um, but it got us to learn, you know, different people in the Bible, different places. You could do like names and places and different things like that. And it just made it fun. And then with my kids, we did that too. But we also would do like Bible charades, you know, mm-hmm. They'd have to come up with some story out of the Bible and act it out. We would guess. And it never failed. Like every time somebody would come out with a robe or like a towel over their head, riding on one of the other kids, you know, and we're like, Mary and Joseph. (laughs) But it always, you know, would just come alive to them and they love to act it out. One other example was I was teaching, this is a crazy story, but in the Bible, but Balaam was just a, you know, pagan prophet. And in the story goes, he was riding on his donkey, you know, and he didn't see the angel that was blocking their way, but the donkey did. And so the donkey goes off and and each time the donkey stopped to go in a different direction, Balaam would beat the donkey, you know, (laughs) third time the donkey, the guy gave him the ability to talk and the donkey's like, why are you keep beating me? You know, three times you've beaten me. I had to stop, you know, the angel was there. And and so I had my girls act that out and it was hysterical. I mean, every time I was like, then he got off the donkey and he beat the donkey, you know, and then they get in a wrestling match and then they get on top. <laughs> Anyhow, and, and they never forgot the story, you know, mm. that sometimes the Lord blocks our way, you know, so right. we have a shut door, then we don't continue. And because God's got a reason, even if we don't don't see it, don't understand why. And so making the Bible come alive to your kids is so important. And if you are kind of dead about the Bible, if you yes. aren't excited about it, if you don't know those stories, your kids will be that way too. Right. So I think the key is to have it in your own heart, to love it, to to study it, to then be able to teach them. So that's just a couple other ideas, but. Amen. Um, one of my daughter's favorite stories, is David and Goliath. And so it was so funny because I think she was around two and a half or something. And her grandmother, my husband's mom was sitting in a car and she's older. She's, I think she's um, 80 already. And so she doesn't really speak English. She, she's Spanish. And so she was, uh, my daughter was kind of acting out David and Goliath and she goes, and the, the sling goes, and she goes and she hits the grandmother's forehead, like how, you know, the sling would hit Goliath's forehead. And, and, and Abuela was just like, whoa, and shocked. And it's like, where did that come from? But it was so funny. And it was so funny and how like she just loves doing that, you know? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good for them to be able to do that. 
Yeah. I mean, there are moments of times where kids probably would be in a place of disobedience or they don't listen to you and et cetera. Now, how would you suggest that we use the Bible to reach their hearts? Well, I, I think it's very important to when I sat down with the girls and if they had just done something wrong, you know, I didn't want to just spank them and then let it go. I tried to talk them through it. You know, mm-hmm. I think I probably talk too much sometimes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, and then I would explain why, you know, that, um, that the Lord wants us to use, you know, to have kind hands, you know, to be kind with the way that we treat others and not mm-hmm. scratch our sisters or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I would try and take them to the scripture where it talked about being kind to one another and, um, and do different things. So they, they understand why. And, and I always try to present it in a loving way, in a kind way, not just like, see, the Bible says you can't do this and you shouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> it's like, they, it's a fearfulness. It's like, right. a, Oh, that's, I don't want to go to that book. And always make it in a positive light, you know, that, mm-hmm. that yes, we make mistakes and, and that's where God's grace comes in. In fact, this is an example. Um, when I was growing up, my sister and I, we used to kind of go at it and, um, and somehow I can't even remember what it was, but I had done something to upset my sister. And so she goes chasing after me. We're running down the stairs or run through the kitchen, run out the back door. That was a glass door. And I was so afraid. I just slammed it. I slammed it and it, I heard it shatter. And so mm. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get it. And so I ran <laughs> and I hid in my parent in my mom's car, just down on the baseboard. And I was just like, Oh, cause I, <laughs> and, I and my dad was home at the time, I think. And, um, so the next thing I know, my mom comes out to get me and she just says, go to your room, you know, and oh, just hearing her voice. I was so petrified. And I go upstairs in my room a little bit later, I hear my dad coming up the stairs and I just thought I was done, you know? And yeah, and dad walked in and he sat down and he said, Ray Truth, he said, I want to teach you about what grace is. And he said, you deserve to get spanked right now because you busted the door. And I don't think my sister got hurt, but she could have. And and um, and he said, you deserve to get spanked. But, but to show you what God's grace looks like, I'm going to take you to go get ice cream. And that was huge to me. I never forgot it. Mm. And, and so when we can take scripture like that and teach our kids in, in, in a positive way like that. I, I did the same with my kids back when we had blockbuster video when they were still little. Yeah. I was like, you deserve to go in the corner, but we'll go rent a movie instead. You know, <laughs> this is what grace is. And, um, and so it's just so important to every situation to be teaching our kids like that. But mm. um, it is important to do it in a positive light so they don't have a negative view of scripture and of the Lord. I kind of, I love it. I mean, it's almost like a reverse psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's, it's cool. It's a cool way to think about it. Um, Probably a good method to, to try, but like you said, just applying biblically, I'm going to show you what grace looked like. And I love the example that you just shared as a young kid, when, when you were young, how did the Bible come alive for you? to make you want to thirst and to be drawn closer to the Bible, to want to read the Bible. Maybe the huge, the biggest way in my life that it came alive was because my parents lived it out. Mm. And so when they told me to do something, it wasn't just out their mouth, you know, and then they lived differently. They, they lived what they spoke. So mm. there was never any alcohol in our house. There was never any foul language, no bad movies. 
They were kind to people. They treated people with respect. We had people in our home all the time, like missionaries and different people like that. And my parents were wise and not just sending us to go play, you know, with our Mm -hmm. toys. They would have us sit at the table. And I heard all those stories and Mm -hmm. I heard what they shared and heard them discussing situations and everything. And and all that made such an impact on me. And I feel like if if I had seen it differently in my parents, I don't know that I would be who I am today. Right. And so I think it's very important that you don't just tell your kids to do something, you know, according to God's word, because you know it's the right thing to be telling them when you yourself aren't actually following those same things you're asking your kids. So so I didn't watch the if my kids couldn't watch it, I didn't watch it either. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see I didn't see how there could be a a line where when you get to this point, I mean, maybe if it was like a war movie or something, I, I went John, but, but, you know, just, I was very, I, I saw that in my, my parents and I was trying to, I've always tried to be very careful this, to do the same with my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, now, was there a time where you were like, I really don't want to sit at this table right now. And I just want to go into my room. <laughs> I guess I, um, I guess I don't remember a time being like that. I mean, yeah. siblings were like that, but I, I really, but I was pretty hungry to hear, and they always they were interesting people, you know. And it was always I think the discussion was always about the Lord. Mm. So every all the people that we had over, I was hearing them discuss, you know, scripture. And my dad was um, very involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, so we had a lot of coaches and athletes that came to our house. So I was like soaking it up, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. talking about. And, um, and so I think my parents were, were aware of that, like intentionally thinking about what we would hear, you know, who they would have in the house to, to impact us. And, um, and so I guess I, I was interested and also liked the food. So (laughs) (laughs) that always helps. Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Now teaching kids must be intertwined with what they experience every day. Right now. I know you shared a little bit of an example, but I'd love to hear more, you know, possibly even object lessons. How can we help our children to learn the Bible? I mean, there's so many interesting stories in there. There's Esther, David and Goliath, the wall of Jericho, but I'd love to hear more examples from you and how we can help our children more in that aspect. Well, two examples come to my mind. I remember when Belle was really young. My oldest was young. She was at preschool and I get a call and mm-hmm. the lady's like, Belle was racing somebody on this little toy and fell and busted her chin open. It's bleeding everywhere. Oh, wow. And so I had to race and go pick her up and take her to the doctor to get stitches. And the doctor that came in wasn't the patient's you know, most patient man that I've been around. And, um, and he was getting very bothered with her cause she was crying and he needed to, you know, give her the shots to numb her. And, and he was like, you're going to have to deal with your kid. And so he walked out and I looked at Belle and I put her hands, you know, my hands on her face. And I said, Belle, do you remember the story of Joshua? And, and I said, in the story of Joshua, when he was so afraid and he had to take the Israelites, you know, into the promised land where he was going to have to fight in all these battles. He had to cross over the Jordan and he was terrified to be leader of this nation. And you know what God told him? God said, Joshua, you be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm. Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And I told that brings tears to my eyes, actually thinking about it right now. But, um, but I, when I explained that to Belle, she had tears in her eyes and she's like, mommy, I'll do it. I'll do it. And she's like, 
four or five at this age and maybe five and this gruff doctor comes back in and and she saw that she gritted her teeth and she just closed her eyes and I could see the little tears streaming down, didn't make a sound. And he gave her 15 shots in her chin. I would think, whoa. And, and then he sewed her up, you know, and, and she, and I'm just crying myself. I was like, you did it. You did it. You took scripture and you applied it. And you're yeah. like, look at, look at what happened, you know? And I was so proud of her. I know I probably took her to get a milkshake after that, but, but she, I was just, she so deserved proud. it. Yes. And, and so in situations like that, you can take the power of God's word and speak it into your child's life and make mm-hmm. it a huge impact. And another example um, was my daughter, Sophia, my middle daughter is just an incredible soccer goalie. So mm-hmm. she's played for years and and really went high up in the ranks in her soccer league, which is the biggest in the United States in our area. And, um, and she was on a team where her coach was kind of taking it out on her. So Mm. if the team didn't play well, you know, they blame it on the goalie. And, and so he was doing that. Her teammates were rough with her. I mean, just, you know, rude and, and being not nice. And, um, and it was very hard because mm-hmm. she loved her job, loved doing what she was doing. And, and so I was telling her about Ezra and Nehemiah when Ezra went to build the temple and Nehemiah went to build the wall. They found they had, they were under so much opposition. So many things were coming against them to get them to quit. Mm-hmm. And, and, but they didn't, they carried out what God had called them to do. And I told her the same thing, you know, I said, don't quit. And I said, they're, they're trying to get you to be discouraged. So you give up. And, and, um, and I said, don't, you know, don't give up. And, um, and so she just kept at it through that whole season. And I was so proud of her. And so that's, that's, a, you know, you just take scripture and yeah. apply it to their everyday lives. But I had to be in the word to, to kind of know, right, right. You know what to say. But, um, so those are a couple of examples. Yeah. Those are really Beautiful, beautiful stories. Uh, it's just so encouraging um, because to know that you can apply the scripture anywhere um, through any situation and not just use, you know, regular encouraging words, but really apply the scripture into their lives. Um, now, how can we help them to uncover the big ideas of the Bible and just help them to truly apply it deeply? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, well, I think my, so growing up, my my parents made it very simple to me. And, and honestly, when I study the Bible, I do it very devotionally. I study it and then I apply it. You know, Mm -hmm, I just take mm -hmm. a story. I really learn my story. So I take a story and I apply it and, and I'm not all wrapped up in theology and everything, but my, my parents taught me simple things to remember, like, um, um, like propitiation, just thinking of that, you know, big word kind of, what does that mean? And they gave me the example of an umbrella. You know, if you put, if you go out and it's pouring rain and you put an umbrella up, then it's still raining, but it stops the rain from hitting you. Mm -hmm. And that's what propitiation is in our life, that the blood of Jesus is like that umbrella that covers us. Mm -hmm. And when you put the blood of Jesus over you, the wrath of God still falls, but it doesn't fall on you because the blood of Jesus covers you. So there's that, you know, there's the example of grace that I gave you or right Righteousness. My dad always said righteousness is just, you know, is being right with God. And, um, and uh, so just different things like that, I guess, not to 
make it so complicated, you know, and right. I, I did a Bible study one time and I had a friend of mine that had just come to Christ. And I mean, it was huge. It was really quite a change. In mm-hmm, his life. Mm-hmm. And so in Bible study, I was teaching her how I studied the Bible, how my mom taught me to study by the Bible, how I taught my girls to study the Bible. And I'm very devotional, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and this other woman in my Bible study was like, you can't do that. You have got to teach her all about, you know, sanctification and, all, you know, all these other deep concepts and everything. And I, and, and I looked at her and I said, no, just let her fall in love with the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. just let her study the Bible and learn from these examples and don't make it so complicated. And I don't know if that helps, but yeah. But I think sometimes, I think, you know, if if we can take those big concepts and turn them into something easy to make them understand, I think that helps. But when we, you know, just teach them the Bible stories, you know, and make it come alive, I think that's what helps. It's what I still do with my girls and they're older. So, you know, 17 and 14. So now let me give you a scenario. I know you mentioned earlier about your daughter having to go through the stitches, you know, and the doctor basically told you, you're going to have to deal with your kid. Mm -hmm. So how would you deal with difficult people and how can you show love to difficult people when you're around your child without getting angry? Like, how can he even say that? Like (laughs) asking me to just deal with my daughter, aren't you the doctor? I mean, it's just a simple example, but how would you exemplify by bringing the Bible alive uh, to your child if they see that somebody else is not being kind or being loving? Yes. I, I think, um, we, I had to deal with this with my youngest daughter and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, all the time I have to deal with that, you know, cause I have to hold my tongue or not, you know, right. respond the way my flesh wants to. And I'm not perfect <laughs> in that, but, um, we're not, <laughs> I was raised by a New Yorker. So, <laughs> but, um, but anyhow, I, I try to set the example and tell them, you know, you respond in kindness, even when you're treated badly. And Mm -hmm. like Sophia had to do on the soccer team, or actually all three of my girls had to go through at the school that they grew up in. It was a Christian school from elementary through um, eighth grade. And, and I've switched schools with them because it was so bad because the girls were so mean. And, and my youngest was dealing with a situation where they were all being real mean to her. And she was crying because she was so sensitive and it just hurt her so much. And of course, on the inside, I'm like, I'm going to tear them up. I was, <laughs> you know, and, um, but I, you know, obviously can't do that. And, um, and so I was like, Regan, you just have to continue to treat them in love, even when they speak unkindly to you, you treat them in love and, um, and be sweet back. And, and it got to a situation, the girls had been so mean that the teacher got all the girls together in a room mm-hmm. and was having them, you know, now what, are, what is the problem? And you share. And so the, all the girls start going at it. But before this, sorry, the night before Regan and I were praying about this meeting that was going to happen the next day. And, you know, just wondering, she was like, mom, I'm just afraid they're going to be so mean. And, and I said, let's just, you know, pray about it. And then I was doing my devotions with her and we were studying Daniel. We were talking about Daniel mm-hmm. and we read the part where it says in the Lord, shut the mouths of the lions. And mm-hmm. it, both of us, we were like, oh, and, and we knew God was speaking to us. And yeah. so we really prayed and we said, Lord, would you shut the mouths? If you shut the mouths of the lions, you can shut the mouths of these girls. <laughs> <laughs> 
we prayed that. Right. And so Regan just by faith believed, you know, and didn't worry about it. Went to school, went into this meeting. Yeah. And these girls were in fact going at it, but never one word was never said about Regan. And Regan sat there completely quiet. And even when the teacher said, now, is there anything you want to dis- discuss with Regan? And they sat there, not a word. Nobody said a word. I mean, wow. it was quiet. And, and Regan walked out of that and knew that God had answered her prayer, knew that right. she was right in the way that she had been living. They were saying false things and doing all, and, and God just blessed her, you know? Mm. And, and so when we teach our kids to be kind, you know, God sticks up for us. God, mm-hmm. God takes care of us. We may not see it right away, but down the road, he, you know, you know, maybe we'll find out, but, um, but God takes care of us and he's our a defender. Amen. Um, and so I don't know if that helps, but yeah, just to, to respond and boy, do we need that in our world today? Everybody right. is really upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? so true. And I mean, talking about, you know, our world today and, you know, it's getting darker and darker, especially for our children and our children's children, if Jesus doesn't come before then, <laughs> but like, you know, we're talking about bringing the Bible alive to our children and just what's happening with today, you know, even with, you know, the Equality Act and gender confusion and sexuality, how would you bring the Bible alive to kids these days and explaining to them so that they would not be confused? I mean, we know that you and I, we know word of God is true, but how would you explain that to children who may not know too much? Yeah, I think um, I think one thing I've always done with my girls is I've been very upfront and honest with them. So from from the very beginning. So when I actually was real clear with my girls, when the Bible says, you know, not to be immoral and to you have you know, when you, you save yourself for marriage and, mm-hmm. and without going into details with them when they were little, but when I still, when they were little, little, I sat them down, you know, and I said, you know, our body is a temple mm-hmm. and we have to be so careful with the way that we treat it. And, and so I, I told them, I was like, you don't ever let anybody touch you. You don't mm-hmm. have, you don't do anything. So I was very detailed with the girls in that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and specific, and tried to teach them because we have to protect our kids. You know, we can't just gloss over like the world is all unicorns. Right. Exactly. And, um, and so I, I tried to prepare them, protect them by talking to them about how our bodies are a temple, even from a young age. Mm -hmm. But then unfortunately you hate that you even have to talk to your kids about homosexuality and everything, but it is so in your face now. Right. And, um, and so I do, I've talked to the girls about that, showed them. In fact, I just taught in my Bible study this week about Sodom and Gomorrah. And, Uh and I remember teaching my girls about that, you know, just that, that wickedness that God created a man and a woman, you know, Uh that, that there is no gray area. That's how it is. And so just telling them the truths of God's word and not scaling it back. I mean, yes, we don't want to be graphic, but Mm -hmm. we want to be able to tell our kids so that when they get to class, you know, I remember being in class, my girls have been in class when they've 
I remember them saying abortion is okay. You know, everything they say, you know, abortion is okay. And I had a teacher say, is there anybody in this class that actually thinks abortion is not okay? And I was the only person that raised their hand in mm. class and the teacher let me have it. But I didn't care because I knew, I knew God's word says, do not murder. Right. And, and so that I would never, never, you know, there wasn't a gray area with that either. And so I've taught my girls that they've had to speak up in class, you know, against abortion and different things like that, because we hold up God's word. You know, we mm-hmm. hold up God's word and everything from beginning to end is truth. And so when you teach the principles of God's word, teach about the stories of God's word, then your kids, it's like you you arm them, you know, mm-hmm. so when they're in a situation in class um, or they see something on the news, they know, oh, that's that's not truth. That's going against what God says. So I don't know if that helps, but uh, yeah, they really um, teach them, you know, and, and uh, be, be honest with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so uh, it's so crucial and so important these days, because like you said, it is just so in your face. Everywhere you turn, you just can't avoid it. And so anyways, um, we are actually pretty much at the end of our show, but I would love to hear from you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our gems of mothers out there? I feel like, um, you know, this is a big burden on my heart because I see so many um, parents not even thinking about passing it on to their kids. You know, they think mm-hmm. just kind of being around, you know, going to a Christian school, or if I take them to church every Sunday, that's enough. And I think it is so vital, especially right. when the enemy is so prevalent right now, doing everything they can to destroy this generation, yeah. that we have got to be very proactive from morning until night, actually 24 hours a day. Yeah. In setting the example for our kids, teaching them God's word, being in it ourselves, praying for our kids. You know, I've got one daughter that's gone off to college. Oh, and I'm just praying and praying and praying for God mm-hmm. to bring Christian friends into our life and give her that desire to take everything I've taught her and put it into right. practice. And, and so we can make such an impact, you know, in, through our, even our prayers. Yep. So don't let the ball drop, you know, yeah. keep teaching your kids. And um, even if you're exhausted, just keep teaching them. So, oh, that's beautiful. Rachel, thank you so much for encouraging us out there. It's I love all that you shared. And obviously I can go on and on and on talking to you. <laughs> Because because we can talk about so many other different topics and we'll we'll have you on for the next one for another episode. But I just really enjoyed and I'm so grateful for all that you shared. Oh, thank you so much. I love it. You you are so great at this and um, have such a warm heart and spirit. Oh. And I just really appreciate it. So. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to Gems of motherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show that's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests most importantly i hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey you are loved you're an incredible gem to god he knows you intimately he knows what you're going through and he knows what you need remember you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him be sure to tune into next week for our next episode